on 106 to 108 FM and Newstalk.com. This this is Newstalk. We'll begin with the Irish Independent, uh, going back to a story that always sort of divides opinion about council housing in Ireland and why people are turning down reasons for uh, social housing. So the Indo says over 5,000 offers of social housing were refused in the past two years and a variety of reasons given. Uh, This is new analysis from the Irish Independent. One in five people on a waiting list for a council house turns down an offer of a house according to these figures and the reasons given by some of those who say thank you very much for offering me the house but no I'm not going to take it some of those reasons include that the house is too small it lacks in garden space lack of parking uh, or it's located too close to a former partner lack of storage for motorbikes and bedrooms being too small were also among the reasons given for social housing offers being declined and you'll have some people up in arms and saying you know we've a housing crisis and people should take the properties but then you will have others who'll say well fair enough I mean there can be very very genuine reasons why people turn down the offer of a house for example housing expert Rory Hearn said uh, he was giving an example of a family with two children who would be offered a one-bed apartment Or, you know, I mean, I've heard of examples where people are offered a a council house and they're grateful for it, but it's miles and miles and miles away from where the child might go to school or where the rest of the family is. You know, they've no support network there. So there's lots of reasons. There's about two pages of coverage of that in the Irish Independent. But the news is one in five on a waiting list turns down a council home. On to the Irish Times. They look at that report from the Irish Refugee Council, which found almost 1,400 people seeking international protection here were homeless for up to 10 weeks since the start of the year. So staying with the housing crisis, we don't have space available for them. So asylum seekers are sleeping rough for up to 10 weeks. Uh, And that figure, by the way, includes three pregnant women and four unaccompanied children. So we had to have children seeking protection here, sleeping on the streets, according to the Irish Refugee Council. The Irish Times also goes with Nicola Sturgeon on the front page, who says she's innocent of any wrongdoing after she was arrested yesterday. And uh, there's also an interview with Professor David Fitzpatrick, President of TU Dublin, in today's Irish Times, who says that um, really commuting isn't great for students. So what he's saying is that an increase in the number of students commuting long distances to college means that they're missing out on huge aspects of the college experience. So they're not involved in some of the clubs and societies. They're not involved in social life as well. And Professor Fitzpatrick said more students were opting to commute for long periods rather than staying in digs or rooms rented out by homeowners. So they've no social life in college because obviously they have to hit the road or get on the train or get on the bus or whatever. So uh, they're missing out on some of the college life. The Irish Daily Mail fears food regulator hasn't the teeth to be effective. Supermarkets face fines of up to €10 million if found guilty of profiteering under this new regulator. But some critics are casting doubt uh, on its potential effectiveness and essentially saying that the regulator doesn't have enough teeth. So there will be fines for supermarkets. 
They hope that there'll be fairness for farmers, but some say that there's not enough power there to get transparency from the supermarkets. The Irish Examiner has news on the front page that the charity Children at Risk Ireland needs €85,000 urgently to survive to keep their helpline operating. And Carrie says that child sex abuse is not an historical scandal, but it's an ongoing crisis in Irish society and they need support and they need €85,000 to keep the helpline open and running 24-7, 365 days a week. Um, So that's on the front of, sorry, 365 days a year. That's on the front of the examiner. Two of the tabloids go with Conor McGregor, the Irish Sun and the Irish Daily Mirror. So the Irish Sun, Mac puts mascot in hospital and then the mirror goes with it's a knockout. This is a US basketball mascot who's wearing a duck outfit, it looks like. Uh, Had to be taken to hospital after being punched by Conor McGregor during a staged fight. This is the uh, Bernie Miami Heats mascot who was hit by Conor McGregor twice in the skit. But actually, while it was a fake fight, um, your man was injured and the man in the costume was hurt and had to be brought to hospital and then Conor McGregor was booed as well. So there's a lot of that floating around on social media at the moment. Now, staying with social media, the Leaving Cert, uh, all weekend I was seeing people giving out about the Leaving Cert and I was chatting to a couple of teachers who I know over the weekend who are saying it's all the talk uh, among teachers is about Leaving Cert maths and the star covers it this morning. Growing number of complaints about the Leaving Cert maths exam, which one student claimed even Einstein couldn't complete. Teachers are now also claiming that the Leaving Cert maths higher level paper one exam was challenging and unsettling. Now, Leaving Cert maths is hard enough, never mind having a difficult, tricky uh, paper one. Some teachers said that students were exhausted after tackling the equations on the exam paper and they were extremely disappointed that all their hard work studying had not prepared them for what they faced. I saw some people saying with Leaving Cert uh, Maths Paper 1 that even if you did all the past papers, it couldn't have prepared you for some of the questions. So there's lots of examples in the STAR of Leaving Cert students giving out about it. The STAR did contact the Department of Education for a response. The only thing is, if there's all of this hype about it and if people start lodging complaints and complaining on social media, I'm sure when it comes around to correcting the exams, uh, the correctors will be fair enough and they'll take that into consideration. But a lot of people very angry about it. And there's always some controversy about the Leaving Cert every year. The Mail says that the AA is demanding that e-scooter owners register their vehicles. This is after a reckless rider was filmed speeding along the M50 motorway in Dublin, uh, which is quite a bizarre Photograph. Your man on the e-scooter isn't even in the hard shoulder. He's literally in one of the three lanes on the M50. The scooter rider uh, in a full car lane, veering across the motorway, taking exit four for Ballymun and the Knoll. Although the rider was wearing a helmet, they didn't appear to have any other protective gear on. And the AA says that this shows that there's so much unregulation going on in Ireland. Paddy Cummins told the Mail, "There's always going to be someone who will do the extreme, but this person was." not only causing a danger to others uh, they were also putting themselves in particular 
danger and they also seem to be booting it as well if you see some of the footage. So more calls now for a crackdown on e-scooters or to bring in a bit more regulation surrounding them. Uh, The Sun says bosses have contacted more than half of Irish employees outside of working hours. Three quarters um, answered the call from their boss with 58% fearing they would otherwise be judged by their workmates and a third also feared not answering a call outside of work would have repercussions. Uh, 7 in 10 said that they used WhatsApp for work communications. This is a big survey by Excel Recruitment who say that it is important to set boundaries for a healthy work-life balance and I suppose it's one of those things, It's I would think it's okay for your boss to contact you if it's an emergency but you see some of or hear some of the messages people get from their boss and it's checking very very minor things that could certainly wait until you actually start the working day so uh, maybe bosses and managers need to pay attention to this survey it's in the sun this morning and finally if you're having a dinner party if you're having a barbecue something like that we are told in the mail because people are never sure how many to invite you should invite four people eight 12, basically multiples of four. This is according to an expert on social interaction who says the best number to have present at a dinner party is either four or a multiple of four. Professor Robin Dunbar says this is because four is the maximum number of people who can maintain a successful conversation. So if you have a fifth person who joins the party, it's like a breakup and basically the conversation ends if there's a fifth person because not all five can speak. So either go four, eight uh, or twelve if you're having people at a party. And he also says that this actually can be seen on TV and on the stage. Uh, four is the max number of people who can have a conversation. That's why there was four in Sex and the City, also four lead characters in Love Actually. Uh, he also talks about Shakespeare plays as well. So just if you're not sure how many to invite, there's some advice for you. On 106 to 108 FM and Newstalk.com. This, this is Newstalk.